2: Good morning, traders and investors. Welcome to pre market prep. Let's talk about what we got on the tape today. We got the battle between the White House and strategic petroleum reserves versus OPEC. What's going to happen in crude now? Earnings. We got a couple of stocks out this morning. We'll talk also about some rating changes. Goldman Sachs hitting the tape today with two big ratings. Stay tuned for that. And of course, we'll talk about recession concerns, Ford increasing the F-150 Lightning pickup truck, Costco giving out some reports from their September sales, Peloton, we'll have to talk about Peloton. Joel, I don't know how you're going to feel about the news. And of course, we'll talk, a, we'll talk about the Twitter saga as that continues. We'll talk about all this and including uh, what stocks are moving with our guest, Christian Fromhertz. Hertz. He'll be joining us, the co-founder and CEO of Tribeca Trading Group. Let's get into the action today. Pre-market prep, rise and shine. It's time to start the day. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny with everything you need to start your trading day. All right, let's bring on the guys. Joel Alcondon's back and Dennis Dick. How are we doing, guys?
3: How's the birthday? Joel, how was the birthday?
4: It's over with. It's over with now
3: right so Uh
2: sure. birthday you oh, I mean, get like a birthday you get a birthday week, week. yeah birthday week. birthday week uh, it just here. happened
4: to coincide uh, with the uh, the day of atonement so i've had enough people say isn't it great everyone asked for forgiveness on your birthday uh but uh it was a good birthday i guess i had a birthday party uh lisa had we had about 20 people over our house for breakfast so, but uh, I had a lot of food and good celebration, got some nice cards, got some nice gifts. So, I don't feel a day over my age from yesterday. So, I'm back and, uh, and ready to go. I'm trying to figure out these markets with you guys. I'll do the rundown and then you guys can clue me in what what's going on. Uh, SPs are down 18 three quarters handles, 37.75. Still having a good week. I don't know how many times we could say that on a Thursday. Uh, dollars up thirty two cents one eleven thirty three TLT flat just hanging out near the low of the move. crude down thirty two cents eighty seven forty four. Gold silver Bitcoin and Ethereum are are all up like modestly here this morning. Not and nothing sticking out to me on those. So uh, what I missed yesterday?
3: Mm, chop
4: well, lots chop, of chop chop um, continues. And, uh... The chop continues. Now,
2: one thing you did miss yesterday is, of course, the battle that's going on in oil. We are talking about OPEC Plus. What was going to happen? Was it going to be a buy the rumor, sell the news? Well, it was buy the rumor and buy the news because that's what actually happened here in the battle between the White House using strategic petroleum reserves versus OPEC Plus. Now, OPEC Plus has made the decision here. To go ahead and reduce production by 2 million barrels per day uh, from November, estimates on the cut were somewhere between 500,000 and 2 million barrels. They went on the high end here. And of course, Biden trying to fight back here. And, you know, he was just in Iran trying to get them to do more cuts Uh, more uh, not production cuts but actually increase the production not cut the production so it seems there's a big battle here and what he did was he directed the department of energy to release another 10 million barrels from the strategic petroleum reserve so the questions now will come to us will prices rally back to 100 a barrel
3: we've rallied already we've had a really good rally in crude and i still think you look, people who are looking and just saying, yeah, crude's all-time highs. Maybe if we get out of you know this whole recession scenario, but if you're calling for a recession, you're calling for crude to go higher, those two things don't go together. Crude will get hammered in a recession. So I think you're getting a relief rally. I think a lot of you know crude stocks got sold off pretty dramatically. They've come back fantastically. You were an Exxon Mobil. I would sell it. The thing went from 85 to $100 in the last six days. There has been just a substantial rallying crude. I sold my oxy because it's been a big move. Um, you know I bought it poorly, but you know when you have a stock go from 56 to 67 in six days, those are big moves. So we've kind of had the rallying crude already. so I actually am, you know maybe I'm a broken record here but you know in stocks that are ripping, I'm selling.
4: You know what, I I thought about this a little bit, and I, I think there's one fundamental question. Like, we hear all this stuff with OPEC, right, and they're doing this and they're doing that, and the war in the Ukraine. The bottom line, and there, I don't, and if you can argue with me and, and and give me another point, I'm open to it. But moving forward, the world is going to be using less oil. They are. I mean, that's it where i don't know if solar is going to do what solar is supposed to do and evs or whatever but you are in a long-term downtrend in the usage of oil okay so opec and all these countries are going to do whatever they can to pop up and sell as much oil as they can as high as prices as possible but eventually we're going to be using less oil so if you if you have less usage then you know, boom! You're gonna have more supply. And when I went to school, if you have more supply than demand, prices go down. So I'm just, I'm just sticking with that. And I mean, I'm just so sick of every OPEC did this and all before We don't need oil, but right? It, it, eventually, we're not going to need oil.
3: Ten years from now, I think. Is that story... ten years from now?
2: Is that five years from now, Joel?
3: It's not five. It's more than five. So we're we're we are moving to EVs. That's going to hit it. You know, obviously we're moving away from dirty fuels, but we are a long ways away from doing that. Away. So I think the trade is early. I think Kathy Wood, you know, has been given that argument. I think she's going to be correct, but I think she's like ten to twenty years early. Um, so you know, I'll take the opposite side to say, you know, we still need oil for the foreseeable I we future. Don't, we
4: do oh, We are gonna. I'm not saying we don't need it. I'm saying we're going to be less reliant on it.
3: And that is the move. We we will continue to be less relying on it over time. But you know, I'm not. It's not my job to predict ten years from exactly. now. It's my job to predict ten minutes from now or ten days from now. I just think we've had a hell of a rally in these oil stocks. People who are like rah rah getting bullish now, where were you a week and a half ago? I know Mitch, you've been bullish the whole time, so I'm not talking about you. But I mean, this has you know had a pretty good rally. I mean, yeah, the name of nice the game route. in 2022 has been selling the rip. I'm doing the same in oil. Chevron, take this yes. one, Joel. Let's go to the technicals. 160 oh, to 165. Geez. Major resistance here. We just came from 140. Are we just ripping right back to 180? I don't think so. ExxonMobil, the $100 psychological level is huge. We kissed that yesterday. We went up not $10. We went up 12% ExxonMobil in three days. What do you want as an oil bull? Like this was like, boom, this is the money. This is time to ring the register. I think it's time to ring the register. I'm not buying ExxonMobil when it went up 12% in three days. I'm not coming and buying it now.
2: Uh, this is a hard one now. I kind of agree with you on today. Just uh, my thing would be in the longer term. Is this just going to start spiking things back? And that's why I'm still concerned. But, but about stop, inflation. Mitch. I just
3: want to interrupt you. You're calling for a recession. You've been calling it for a long mm-hmm. time. And I think you're correct. Yeah. How do you get higher oil prices during a recession?
2: At the, at, at the actual recession point, I agree. There's going to be some demand destruction. We're but in do the, the recession.
3: Dude, I think we're that's, at the actual recession point. That's
2: that's where you, you have to, I think, ask the question. Do you feel that the recession is right now or it's coming? And some people think it's coming versus it, it is right now. Um, I do feel today could be that pullback day for sure. I mean, three, four day rally like that, I, I would be in agreement with you, Dennis, too. As a day trader, yeah, that's sell the rip type of, of moment. So that's what you're going to have to be worrying about today. If you're a longer term trader on this type of move, how do you get around maybe a pullback that could come today in oil? I, I feel it could definitely pull back after this big rip.
3: I think, you know, and, maybe, and, and I'm always buying dips and sound rips. This is just the way, you know, I operate here. So, um, so, you know, maybe we get back down. Maybe oil, you know, falls, you know, from here. ExxonMobil comes to a 50% retracement of the recent move. Maybe I get interested in it again from a trading perspective. I think everybody is correct here, though, to a certain extent. Um, I think Joel's argument definitely holds water in the long run. Um, And, you know, I think the recession argument holds some water here, too. And I think we're due for a pullback to your point here, Mitch, as well. So I just, you know, I I see it on CNBC. I see everybody. Everybody wants to be bullish oil. One, because 90 percent of traders out there are momentum traders. You know, that's just the way that they've been built for the last 10 years. People are like waiting for breakouts or looking, you know, they're they're momentum traders are on that side. 2022 has been the year of the contrarian, though. And 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 we've got to understand, you know, strategies cycle. This is how it works. You know, this isn't just, you know, me talking. This is 23 years of experience. What I do today will not be what I do six months from now. You know, it's just going to be a different environment. So when you take a different environment, you got to do different things. If you are playing momentum breakout strategies in 2022, you're probably down on the year. And you might be down significantly. So you're long only, you're almost guaranteed to be down on the year, which is why I've argued for a long time where I think you got to be able to go both ways. You know, I'm like, my, I'm doing excellent this year from a trading perspective. Long-term investments, which is long only, not doing that great. But, you know, from a trading perspective, there's so many opportunities. But 2022 has been the year of the fade, the fade trade. That is selling rips and buying dips. We are like repeating this on this show almost every day, if not two to three times a day. Why do we keep saying that? Because that is what is working. We talk about what is working. People who are coming in and buying oil stocks now, I think, are highly likely to lose money because they were needed to be in them six, seven days ago before they ripped higher. So that's where I'm at on oil. I think it's gone too far too fast. I think you need to pull back now.
2: The battle's going to be on. Let's go towards some ratings that are out there now. These are definitely moving stocks. We want to get you guys the stocks that are moving out there. First one we're going to go through is Pinterest. Goldman Sachs upgrading Pinterest here to buy from neutral. They're upgrading the shares of Pinterest on the back of improved user growth engagement trends in the short and medium term. And the potential for upside for revenue growth trajectory with operating margins estimated as we move into 23 and 24. So Goldman positive on Pinterest. I don't know about that. I, but then again, I don't use Pinterest as much. Uh,
3: and, and I kind of had a bearish rant on it yesterday. So obviously not the time. <laughs> I
4: was with you. Don't worry. Dennis. Goldman's um, going after and, you, Dennis.
3: And my bearish, I know they, they, listen, they really listen to me. They must hate me. Um, And they come and upgrade the stock now. But, you know, I, I think. You know my argument was people who were using the twitter valuation value pinterest doesn't make sense with that being said elliot is in here i've actually been bullish pinterest you know from back to 20 to 21 back in august when we had the pullback just because elliot was in there you get goldman sachs upgrading something now it's a huge vote of confidence so i think you got to buy pullbacks and pinterest so uh, again with trading You've got to be able to identify when there's a catalyst that's going to make your thesis wrong. So, you know, I thought 25 to 26 may be resistive. I didn't buy the argument that Twitter, you know, and I still don't buy that argument, but Goldman Sachs can be a game changer. So, if we get up over 26, Pinterest is on breakout mode. There you go. And then I think you got to be like looking at pullbacks to buy.
4: There you go. I was just—I uh, was looking at the chart here, and I'm not going to make any comments about Elliott and Goldman Sachs or anything of that nature. Um, 26 has been a big level. And here you go. You can see on the dailies, the upper right chart, we knocked on the door right back in September. September 15th, we hit 25.91. You're back at this area on good volume. It appears to be bid in the pre-market, so it looks like we're going to Looks like we're gonna, you know, got some work to do in the twenty-six handle. I'll just go out on the monthlies here, and um, your next monthly high is, is quite a bit higher, twenty-seven ninety-five. So, if you think this is a clear breakout, uh, Goldman's got it going like they did with uh, Wells Fargo. Whoo! Did they get that thing moving? Or look, look at that. Uh, they had the upgrade on Monday. So these these A's ratings can have legs for more than one day. So it looks like we're taking out 26. I don't think we'll hit 27.95 today. I would just be a little cautious if, you know, if we rile up in the 26 handle and the market rolls over and we start You know, nosedive and go back under 26, you may want to look at, you know, lock lock in some short-term profits. But uh, that's what I'm looking at in PINS, trading at the highs of the pre-market session.
3: But this stock has had fantastic relative strength, Mm -hmm. too. So Goldman is upgrading one of the strongest stocks in this case. So this is why I really want to talk about, the. you know, we don't often talk about ratings because they haven't been moving stocks. This one's going to move. But the simple reason is that Elliott is still in there. This stock hasn't been going down with the overall market. It's been holding up. And now you get the Goldman upgrade. I think there's a path to 30 on this. And people are laughing, you know, oh, yeah, he's bearish oil and long and bullish Pinterest. I just, you know, this, this is trading. So maybe you're on the opposite side of that. Maybe I'm going to be wrong. It's okay to be wrong. It's not okay to stay wrong. Yesterday, I was very wrong to say Pinterest. I thought, you know, the people making that argument. Now, Goldman upgrades, it's a game changer goldman can a, be a game changer it wanted a vote of confidence it's got a huge vote of confidence i think it pulls back to 25 today i think i'm a buyer
2: as a trader i think yeah the setup's there for it to run as an investor i don't like pinterest no no no
3: as an investor i wouldn't touch it not in long-term yeah. portfolio as traders, trader i understand it it's a nice what was the news setup. yesterday there was no on, news on there was this the news on twitter but yeah. I, what I argued yesterday oh. when you were away, Joel, was there was Relative. multiple people saying, "Well, if Twitter's worth 44 billion, Pinterest and Snapchat are worth a hell of a yeah. lot more than that." And I'm like, "Well, it's not really worth 44 billion, because Musk got stuck buying it for that." <laughs> you know, so that's why I was like, I argued against that whole okay. thesis. So, but you can't stick with that argument when Goldman Sachs comes and upgrades it because they move things. You know, they may be wrong in the long run, and maybe Pinterest comes lower. But you got Elliot in there. Now you got Goldman behind it you know, and now you've got like two major votes of confidence here in this thing. And it's been sitting up near highs for a while, not selling off. The relative strength on Pinterest is fantastic. So we can look at it from valuation, David, and say it's six times sales. I'm not touching my long-term portfolio. But as a trade, fundamentals don't matter at all in the short term. They usually, you know, unless the news hits you when you're in the trade, you know, but in this case, they're just, you know, it's oversold. I mean, Pinterest has been oversold for a long time. You know, you look, it came from $85 down to 20 It already had its bear market. It was the same argument we were giving yesterday on the growth stocks. You know, when I was saying, Sean was saying, you know, some of these stocks have bottomed in May, June, and they did. And they haven't made new lows. I mean, I argued yesterday that, hey, maybe there's a, maybe there's a case here to belong some of these growth names, you know, over some of these value names that, you know, even like an Apple. You can say, yeah, in the long run, you know, yeah, I'd rather own Apple than Pinterest. But in the short run here, you can't argue with the relative strength. And you can trade anything. You don't have to worry about the price to sales as a trade. You don't have to worry. You can trade anything. So just don't confuse the trading with the investing, though.
4: And if you want to go on the uh, on the monthly here, I mean, you know, uh, you know inverse head and shoulders here, right? You got the left shoulder here, mm-hmm. building on a right shoulder. Had nowhere near a fifty percent retracement, and I think Dennis is making you know an excellent point that the factors have changed. He's had good relative strength. Elliot, we know Elliot's been pumping. What if you know, Elliot comes in with another buy? You know that oh the momentum gosh, yeah. has changed in it. So, um, there we go. Never used it. Let's see what. Let's see. Hold in twenty six today.
3: Let's we go to the see. next one. Yeah, I'm just going to say we just got to be respective to influence. And what that means is the influence of Goldman Sachs and Elliott is substantial. If Elliott wasn't in Pinterest, it wouldn't be anywhere near where it is. It would look more like Snapchat. But the Elliott activist stake has held the stock up very well. And Snapchat did not make new lows either. So, you know, that becomes interesting as well. And we'll go to the take two here in a second, Mitch. You know, I just Mm -hmm. wanted to talk because Snapchat obviously gets traded with Pinterest. You know, I love my relationships. Look at Joel. Look at the Snapchat. Look where it bottomed two to three days ago. 934, the low back in July. 942. And then reverses out of here. I mean, on a pullback here, I could
4: argue for a trade for Snapchat. It's sleepy down here. You know? It is the it's, Sean uh, Udall pick. Yeah.
3: Okay. Not long run. Not like investing in it because I think eventually, you know, this are all getting TikToked. But if you can avoid the news, you, I wouldn't take it through an earnings report. But and obviously if an earnings warning hits you, that sucks too. But I think on a pullback here, I think there's buyers in this stuff right now.
4: They've been patient I'm... at 950. I mean, look at the look at the last uh four monthly well, we just started October, 934, 950, 981. Not quite at the COVID low. I mean, these are the kind of formations you see where they're saying, you know, they're not buy- maybe they're not buying it at eleven twenty or eleven fifty yet. But they were like, "Hey, give me everything I can get under ten bucks. I want to build a big stake on this." What you got to, f- you know, figure out next is it has a, you know, a leap up. You know, are they yeah. going to are they going to have the same appetite? Okay, well, now we got to get it at ten fifty. We got to get it at eleven. We're not chasing it and build a formation. But uh, the one thing about the pins yesterday, and I just looked at it. I mean, had a nice gap fill yesterday, too, um, after, the, after the update. Came down and topped the, uh, hit the top of Monday's range, so gave you an opportunity there. I don't know uh, if Snap's going to give you the same kind of opportunity. Dennis, we got a little rally going on there. I know, not yeah, a big rally. There, there's a turn
3: here, Joel, and we have to respect that. There has been a turn in the last few days where the dips are getting bought tremendously, and we have to respect that. We talked about the possibility of H-E-L-E, Helen of Troy. I said the possibility of it yesterday. I'm like, you know, they're looking for dips to buy. They might buy this dip. It was a terrible earnings report. And look what they did. <laughs> Christian, Christian, same thing. Open at the lows. They ripped it to higher. They lowered guidance, this company. So you're starting to see a positive response. This is what, you know, I said about the silver lining market. You'll need to see this to start getting bullish. So, I mean, you see moves like that where it started with Micron. Micron earnings weren't any good, and then that turned around and went positive. This Helen of Troy is sleepy and not saying I'm going to trade this thing, but it's an indicator that, hey, money managers are looking to buy stocks right now. So this thing pulls back 10% off the open. They came in two hands buying it, and I think you got to respect that. And do I still think, you know, we're in for some tough times ahead? Absolutely. But in this short term right now, they're buying dips and i've got to respect that and i'm buying dips too
2: we'll see if we can get back towards that 50 percent retracement level that we've been pointing out around the 384 385 there's still room for that let's go towards the next rating from goldman sachs which came in for take two an upgrade for take two uh to buy and raising the price target to 165.
3: you know what really sucks is that I had this on my buy list. I sold this at 127 back you know, in September when I thought everything was going to roll over. And I had this on my buy list and I was looking at it a couple of days ago, like 110 to 112. And I was like, I'm gonna try to get this at like 110. I didn't get filled that day. I was like gonna buy it in the long-term portfolio because I've had take two a lot of times and had some luck with it. Um, and now it gets the upgrade. I'm like, come on. So now it's 120. Now it's 10% up. So now I missed it so i think take two has room to 130 i would be a buyer of pullbacks here on take two i do think take two is going to be a huge player in the metaverse eventually the gaming stocks have been beaten up very substantially i feel like they've already had their bear market even if we go back to take two um you know look when it bottomed you know it bottomed back in may when everything else bottomed at 101. so i feel like a lot of these stocks have already had their bear markets and I'd be a buyer, take two, too. So I actually am on the same side as Goldman. I just wish they wouldn't have upgraded until I bought the damn thing. So I'm, I'm disappointed that I didn't get long it.
4: Uh, there's It's wide open on the dailies here. I'll just give you the, the pre-market high if you wanted just a, a real short-term target. I would even use it 121.48. Uh, beyond that, I would just go to my dailies here. And you know if they're going to get this moving, the file through today, uh, 122.47. Uh, that was your high back on September 21st, but it came really quickly down through this area. So there's a chance you could, I don't know if we're going to rip right back to 125. If uh, you're more inclined to buy the dip, maybe not today over the next couple days, days, uh, you got a pair of highs at 117.50. That would uh, fill the gap. Maybe that old resistance will add this new support and a lower lower risk entry on the long side.
2: With take two, I, my biggest concern would be how does the retail season for kind of December Santa Claus, how will that be for gaming? Will the gaming numbers go down with the demand and the inflation?
3: I'm scared to so, death of this earnings season. I'm going to clarify once again here because everybody's confusing investing with trading in the chat. It happens. Um, <laughs> I, I want to be very very clear here. I'm bullish right now before we get to this earnings season because i think this earnings season is going to be a disaster so i think there's opportunities here the banks report next week and say oh the, bank, the earnings season starting right away the banks are reporting you know next week you got you got five six days you're not getting into the big guns here yet so i think there's an opportunity i'm not holding anything through earnings because earnings is a wild card here but what i say is you've got to respect what i am seeing in the trading action my job as a trader is to watch the tape, and try to make calls from what I am seeing. What I am seeing in the last three days is vicious dip buying. That's what I'm seeing. And I have to respect that. I'd love to be bearish. I'd love to go on the whole recession thing you know, and, and say, yeah, you know, I'm selling this rip right now. But I'm not getting paid to do that. Because right now, that Helen of Troy thing is telling me these money managers are scared that the bottom is in. And they're buying it. And that has the momentum to push us to 385 or 390 before we even get to earnings season. So I think the earnings season could eventually derail this rally. But again, to Spinner's point, to Christian Fromhert's point, if you have a response to crappy earnings like Helen of Troy... This earnings season might not even derail it. It could be the silver lining earnings season. We kind of like last, but that was season. last
4: season, though. That's and, the, and it we, could do it again. Yeah, that that's yeah. It, uh, and if they do, then then we've reached a major long term bottom. And, uh, it's the, uh, the lows that we saw at 3,500, 3,600 are going to be just like the COVID lows.
3: I'll tell you how. Look bullish, I am being in the short bullish. Term. <laughs> i'll tell you how bullish i am in the short term and the jaw drop you know what i put on for a swing trade long yesterday what you put
2: on dennis arc <gasps>
3: hey, Ooh, think, uh, you're a brave soul dennis you're a brave soul it's it's got a short leash <laughs> it could get derailed <laughs> that that tesla sale
2: that tesla buy you were okay with that tesla buy
3: no, and that's the one thing I was looking, but it's a <laughs> rental here, and I do think that money managers are coming in. I don't mind the response to Tesla so far. It's, that's the wild card with the Arc buy. I was like, Pff. the only thing is, if Musk has to no. sell more stock, that Tesla's going to go down more, so I'm a little bit nervous on it from that perspective, but short-term rental here on Arc, you know, there's always Dougie Cassis, associated short-term rentals. Short-term rental on the long side, not in the long-term portfolio, just short-term. I've got it earmarked swing trade, but... We were pulling back. We tried to break out. Two days ago, we pulled back. I was able to pick it up at 3905, I think, yesterday. So and I quickly got up a dollar. It went straight up after I bought it. Holding on to it here still. We're pulling back here this morning. But if sentiment is turning towards this market for at least a week, even for a few days, it may get derailed. Something might happen, big earnings warning, and then you're going to have to get out of everything. But right now, calm before the storm maybe, there still feels like there's room to 385 to 390 here on SPY. And if that goes that way, Arc's going to benefit the most.
2: All right, let's keep going. Let's go towards um, – I think let's just – instead instead of going into earnings, let's touch what happened in, in Twitter since we already been talking about that. Let's get it off uh, the headlines here. And so the Twitter saga we have, continuing – Just
3: before you go, Mitch, do we have an 830 number here? Uh, No,
2: nothing 830 here that's Jobs be, tomorrow, right? Jobs tomorrow, Jobs yeah.
3: tomorrow. Do we have jobs claims though?
2: It shouldn't hit here. Let, I'm Isn't just going to double-check here.
3: Somebody just in the chat said was Claims, so I just want to make sure that there's... Initial
2: no are going to be hitting here. looks at 8.30. The big number so comes tomorrow with the Tomorrow, jobs. Yeah, the one that, the one that everyone... Jabba's Claims is on.
3: today. Is that at 8.30? Yeah, the chat's yeah, 8:30. at 8.30. Okay. I just to know that, expected. we coming a minute before, and I don't want to get paid Yeah, I'm,
2: I'm focusing on that September jobs number tomorrow. That's where the Fed will focus on. But we can definitely take a look bad, at right? initial jobless claims here. I mean, if you looked at the JOLTS data that we got, the ADP data that we got, it was still showing kind of very similar markets in the labor. I mean, we're getting a little bit better, where you know more jobs are getting filled. But I mean, the jobs need to get filled. And then the unemployment needs to go up. It's going to take a little while. So two hundred and three thousand is the estimate. We'll see what happens here in just about a minute. Okay. All right. So uh, I'll, I'll, so, I'll leave Twitter. the Twitter. Yeah. If I if I start talking about it, it's going to hit the tape. We're going to have to interrupt it. So let's just let's just watch it hit the tape here. The biggest thing I think to keep watch also is, I mean, at the end of the day. Until we see inflation really turning around, and if we see oil starting to peak back up, coal has been really ripping lately. I don't know if you've seen the coal stocks, but they're still ripping. BTU, uh, another day ripping out yesterday. And it just seems like inflationary pressures are coming back. Seems like it.
3: Uh, All all the commodity stocks have really been ripping. We are chopping around on this jobs number here. All the commodity stocks have really been ripping here. So they all move together. And again, stocks have all been kind of all right, here we got we it. Talked with that
2: coming in here at two hundred and nineteen thousand versus two, uh, two hundred and three thousand estimate. Uh, so uh, that's a, that's good news, at least, you know, you're getting higher initial jobless claims to come on in. It's not a, bad, not a bad move there, 219,000 versus 203,000 estimate. The big number is going to be tomorrow's September jobs report, right? And so keep your eyes on that. Um, we'll definitely have that tomorrow for you. And that's going to be, I think, the one to watch.
3: They've bought this dip again, Joel. Of I course. Mean, this is what is happening. It's not of course. It's just new to the last four days. So yeah. it's new um they have been buying these steps viciously in the last three or four days You can see it in the tape H E L E again i'm going to give that example but overnight here we get hit we're down down you know 30 handles on the s&p here overnight joel they bought it right back up here again actually we were down more than that overnight how far did we yeah get down here we, we
4: uh we got uh the s&ps were down uh 30 handles at one point yeah. but that was uh i don't think the spider was open when it did that but uh yeah, we rallied uh, quite a bit. There. uh yeah, they were, they were. The spiders were open, so I can go to the SPY chart to illustrate mm-hmm. that for you guys. Um, yeah, and it got it got nowhere near. Because I was looking thirty seven thirty four. I looked at that. Did we have some bad intraday news or something? Because we went down quite a bit uh, in the S and P yesterday. I didn't. I didn't think we we got that. 37.34 seemed pretty low to me but uh, let's get the pre-market action here in the spider SPY and uh, that might have been a bad print there uh, but uh, you're climbing yeah you made that low just after 6am
3: we're climbing and uh-huh. we're trying to go positive here so again what you're seeing is and again we just have to read what we're seeing dips are getting bought and so, you know what jumped I, it, on, there may be yeah. something that derails that but right now this tape has turned, and you know what? You got you gotta to be respectful of that.
4: Look at this in the S and P's too. Uh, you had like three. Well, the two hot, the current high right now is 1950, 38 eight. Nineteen fifty. Yesterday's high was right there at thirty eight twenty. That's only fifteen handles away. You take that out, I mean, boom. You only got one stopping point between that and uh, thirty nine hundred. That's a uh, thirty eight thirty three. Uh, but look at that! You had the move up, the surprise move up on Monday, uh, follow through on Tuesday, digestion day on Wednesday, and now now you're pressing up. Not much of a consolidation, but uh, we we take out that thirty eight twenty, and there's considerable room to the upside today. We're wow. only twenty four handles away.
3: It's been impressive. Though.
2: The hourly has been holding up really well. I mean, at least from what I can see on the spot, it's pure bullish trend. And I think until that changes. You're you're playing the bear market rally. These are dead cat bounces. It's going to continue going until we get some bad news, right? We need some bad news to come in.
3: But Could but again, tomorrow. but but Could stop. Be. I mean, and again, you can feel a turn in my sentiment here too in the last couple of days. But again, that Helena Troy is a big tell for me. All I do and is I use tells, and I'm like, holy macro. If they start buying stocks on lowered guidance, these bears got problems. Because there's going to be some lower guidance, but you lose the whole bear thesis if that happens. So, I've just got to be respective. It's still guilty until proven innocent, this market. But as a bear, like and I've been on the bear train here for a bit, i got to be respective that, hey, something's changed I, here in the last couple of days.
2: I, I I don't understand, though, Dennis. See, you're saying that Helena Troy earnings is changing your earnings outlook, but you're worried about the earnings season coming.
3: The response the Helen of Troy earnings scares me as a bear okay that response to the micron earnings scares me as a bear Mm -hmm. Nike the dip was bought here too I mean Mm -hmm. it took a few days but they're trying to close that gap here Joel so I just think you've got to be cautious being rah rah short this market we're going right back down it feels different I trade all on field. Rob Friesen used to always joke. He's like, you're like the only trader on bright. Everybody's quantitative. And you're sitting there trading on feel. I've traded on feel for years. I just feel it's a little bit different right now. There's going to be some earnings warnings. I'm scared of the earnings season. There's going to be some hit hits on the earnings. But if the response, to Spinner's point, to Christian Frombert's point, to my point, if that response comes to a silver lining and they start buying stocks on lower guidance, the bearers got problems. All right, well, quantitative
4: feel, that You have a quantitative feel for the market.
3: Well, I trade quantitatively, but you know, I have, you know, I don't know what the feel. The feel sometimes wrong. You know, it's I mean, not it, intuition, right. intuition. After well, trading
1: that's what for it that, is. As many
2: years, I mean, that there's a reason why we listen to you. Dennis. What it is? It's, <laughs> it's experience, intuition. You, you do develop. Feel's after different right now. Experience. So as in the a moment. bear,
3: I'm a little bit. I just don't want to be caught here and all of a sudden the S&Ps are at 4,000 and I'm like what happened so I'm just playing out different scenarios I'm not I didn't move my long term portfolio to all in but I'm leaning long on the trading side right now and it's been a while since I've done that
5: all right
4: all right let's, let's bring ahead. in Christian Fromherz from from Tribeca yeah. trading group and he's going to come in he's going to slap us all aside the head and he's going to tell us what's going on
2: well, I'll right, tell you Christian? one thing, Christian always knows where the relative strength is. So,
0: uh... what's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify?
3: Christian, are your ears ringing? I must must have mentioned I know, ten I know. times during this show. Before... <laughs> <laughs>
5: Good morning, guys. Well, you know, it's. I think it's a very complicated market right now. So I, I think that you guys. Um, are covering the points that if you start to really kind of think about what's going on now, you kind of have to take that good with the bad, and you know think about how you're going to position in this market. Where yes, you've got earnings that are going to be coming out, and we saw a couple just you know horrible reactions. We saw the FedEx, we saw the Nike, right, which was which was absolutely horrible. And I'm with you. I think that there could be a couple more of those things out there because. Let's face it, we know that the that there's been a stronger dollar, and that's a major headwind for some of these, you know, companies like you know, the name that comes to mind for me is Microsoft, because they came out and it was a couple months ago, I think, at this point, and they said, Hey, we're gonna have to take some type of a drawdown because of the stronger dollar. And what has the dollar done since then? It has marched higher. So I, I think that you're absolutely correct with you're going to find probably a couple of companies out there that are going to still even before they report come out and say hey we're going to have to bring down our guidance a little bit but then on the flip side it's the question of well how much bad news is already priced into this market and you know we saw last week we saw micron which was just had horrible guidance i didn't i you know i was like am i understanding this properly just to make sure because i didn't see anything that was particularly good or positive in the micron report, but yet they went up. And as we know as traders, that when you've got bad news and the stock doesn't go down anymore, it's actually a pretty bullish signal. And Mm -hmm. we actually saw like call buying in Western Digital, which is, you know, those two stocks go hand in hand, uh, the micron and the Western Digital. And that name got a pop too. Uh, So yeah, I mean, it's one of those situations where um, you know I I don't think that you want to be fully in this market. Um, but at the same time, you know, you don't want to be fully bearish either. And I also go back to, Hey, I just really wanted to get out of the month of September because it is a very weak seasonal month. And it does feel like, uh, you know, and I don't think it's going to be all rainbows and butterflies in October, but you are now in a much better seasonal month when in terms of a midterm election year. So it's, you know, it's time to put on maybe the little bit more of the optimistic hat than the pessimistic hat right now. But
3: well, a great point. I mean, we've had the pessimistic hat on here for a long time. It's been a pessimistic year. And, and it scares me, like to your tweet yesterday with the Helen Tribe mentioned this multiple times before he came on. I mean, that's if you're a bear. That's a scary response yeah. because there was nothing good in that earnings <laughs> exactly. report. It was a disaster. Yeah, they, and said they a turned around and it. they bought that thing to green. I'm yeah. like, wow, that's a scary scenario for bears. And I mean, Helen Troy isn't the market. You right, know, and a lot exactly. of people don't even know the stock. But <laughs> it's just showing you that money managers here are hungry for dips. And they don't even care that this company lowered guidance. They just wanted to buy the
5: dip. Right. And and to your point that you just made a few minutes ago, too, is that, hey, you know, yesterday was kind of interesting because you go back to what we experienced in September. We open up lower and we keep going lower. And yesterday was a little bit different where it things looked pretty ugly in the first, you know, hour, hour and a half. And, you know, then the dip was bought and we haven't really seen that in you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely all of September. There was no buy the dip. Uh, when we were down, we just kept on going. So it does feel like a little bit of you know change in sediment. Um, we'll see if that carries through. But I, I think you still want to have that that cautious hat. You know, so maybe not the pessimistic hat on, but the cautious hat. Um, should still be on as we, you know, we still have the Fed and about like 50 speakers that that are, um, you know, on today and, and, you know, speaking twice to some of them. So, you know, they're they're trying to really nail down a message that they're not pivoting. um, And, you know, whether again, the market believes them But they're still at it in terms of, hey, I'm going to speak uh, two times a day, uh, three times a week and give you the same message over and over. I don't know why they just don't play a record and, you know, just play the same record over and over and over about, you know, they're not pivoting and they've got to get inflation down. I think at this point, we could all just recite what they're going to say in these speeches.
2: Well, Christian, isn't uh, our Fed chair just a robot? A bot from Twitter? Yeah, <laughs> no, <Nah, you> can... <laughs> I'm just playing here. Uh, no, but definitely one thing that I would say about that, though, is we did get a September rally, right? What? How is this any different than that September rally from the 7th of September to the 12th, where we went up 5.34%?
5: Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing that you want to keep your eye on too. You know, you want to keep your eye on the ball because you forget about that, that, you know, in the beginning of the month, and it does seem like these beginning of the months are a bit stronger than the second half of the month. So we're still right now in that, in that beginning of the month phase. And um, yeah, I mean, we did, you know, that was the lone rally that we had. And it's kind of been forgotten about, but you bring up a good point. We did rally for three or four days. Um, You just have to be aware when the music stops playing. So I, you know, and I could share my screen and we can talk about some technicals to kind of keep an eye on, because I think the more that you can kind of keep an eye on some levels, and I know you guys quote levels. I know know Joel does that a lot in the beginning uh, of your session, but it's really good to say, okay, well, if we lose this level, what am I going to do? You know, and to be able to to have a plan um, to kind of just flip the switch and be like, okay, I was you know I'm more bullish at this level. If we break that level, something else is happening, and I've got to you know kind of rearrange a little bit.
1: All right, uh, let's go we're, ahead. We're on the line the... with
4: uh, Christian Hertz here from Trebecca Trade Group, and I have to agree with you. The way that's been is like it's there's there's been pockets in the market, and once it clears that, you know, one pocket. It it's a lot of vacuums in there until you catch a turn. Um, I want to ask you, uh we got bank earnings coming up and uh yep. you know, been very boring. Uh the XLF, uh Bank America, all these stocks. Now uh Dennis has you know certain strategies where he likes to see pre-earnings runs. I mean what do you think? You got I don't know if you want to look at like the XLF or you want to uh, drill down on something like Bank of America or JP Morgan who starts things out sure. uh, but um anything any I mean anything uh, that that uh, is standing out to you in the financials or banking sector.
5: Well, I'm going to go with your original assessment and say boring. Uh for the for the major banks that report, the JP Morgan, the um who who uh, the the Bank of America. Would I try to um, more, what I'm, what I try to do with the bank earnings is listen to the conference calls, and I really? like to hear what they say about the economy, right? So one of the things that I that I heard from um, Bank of America the other day, and it it, it wasn't it's wasn't their earnings, it was just I guess they they had a conference and they were talking about how there's a bull market in financial advice, so. I kind of I was like, hey, that's interesting. And then so outside of the major banks, which, again, I I think they're just too difficult. If I bring up a chart and if it doesn't jump out, you know, jump off the page to me in the first five seconds that I look at it, then I just move on because there's so many other stocks out there. But I will say what's particularly interesting, you know, not with the J.P. Morgan or a B.A.C. These stocks are in downtrends. They're not really showing any life, other than a little bit of a bounce, like everything else the last couple of days. What I think is particularly interesting is what is what's going on in the some of these broke these more like broker dealers. Um, they're not banks. Uh, but something like an LPLA, um, this is LPL Financial, broke out to a new high yesterday. So there is some pockets of strength. Uh, I thought this was very impressive. Wow. And, uh, uh, you know, nice move on on volume. Um, and if you think about it, like, again, I don't really like to chase that type of a candle. But it's basically been going sideways where the, where the rest of the market ha- was going down in September. So I, I like that relative strength and if you look at a couple of the other names, another name I actually got long this name yesterday. It's not as it's I'm kind of kicking myself a little bit because I feel like I should have just bought the the LPLA and just would have went with the strength. But I kind of like Schwab uh, back at the at the 200-day moving average. It's got your support there at two, at the 200-day moving average. Um, and then there's another one the two that I thought about which I haven't looked at in uh, you know, probably six, six months to a year, which is this little company called PayPal. Now, again, like PayPal, it's, I'm a trend trader and I don't like names and downtrends, but I'm just kind of putting it on the radar because you look at some of these, uh, you know, places where you can park money. And I had a look yesterday cause I'm like, Hey, what is PayPal giving you for your money? Some of these banks or, or, Places where you could put your money in right now, they should be giving you some interest given the move up in the short term interest rate. Mm-hmm. So, so and any guesses on how much PayPal is giving you now for your money? Two percent. Yeah, good, good. I think it's uh 2.25 is what I said, and again, oh, they can okay. they can change that, but yeah, I mean, that's spot on. I mean, I don't think Chase is giving is still giving it all no. for your money No, and I, Which,
4: I mentioned that to dennis the other day and uh you know yeah they are they're, they're being very very stubborn just backtrack yeah. real quick you said uh bank of america said a a, a bull market in financial advice yes is that i
5: believe that's what i heard the terms
4: uh, huh so that, yeah, that's so, bu- that's bullish for a pre-market prep yeah. Well, we don't yeah. give financial advice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah. We don't give fun. Yeah, you know, but, but no, it's just, you know, kidding, kidding. But yeah, I mean, I think yeah. that makes sense. When, when you, I had so many questions last week and I put out like a whole video on like, hey, how do you actually invest in bonds now that they're yielding something? You know, the two year got to over 4%. Uh, last week, so you don't even have to go out to the 10 year. Right. You could just do mm-hmm. the the, the two year bond and you could purchase them through Treasury Direct. But but people, you know, including myself, you, you know, you forgot because there was no reason to go into treasuries over the last five years because they weren't giving you anything. But now they're they're yielding something. And you begin to say, hey, wait a minute, you know, how do I purchase bonds again? Because, hey, you got to go where there's the, you know, the risk to reward. And last I checked, you know, there's no risk, uh, you know, in in government bonds. So that's interesting. And I I thought it it resonated with me to hear that because, yeah, people are going to have to do some shifting in their portfolios. You can't just be, you know, all stocks you can now look at, even though bonds are still in a downtrend, But if you've got that, you know, if you don't care about, um, you know, the rates fluctuating and you just want to own a bond for a couple of years, you you now have the ability to do that and get some yield risk free.
2: All right. Now, of course, one of the areas that I've been watching is kind of the coal stocks and uh, kind of commodities starting to come up. Is there any there standing out to you, Christian?
5: Yeah, I mean, that, I mean that's a great point too because uh, you know you go back to energy and and I loved you know what you guys had to say about it because it has been on you know a decent run over the last week and you know XLE is at a pivotal point right it's it has had this nice run from seventy um, to eighty and you know is it the time to take some profits here probably I, I mean I think that as well um, but the other point is you know, the energy trade has worked the best uh, for this year. So, you know, it's kind of sticking with some strength. I'm still worried about crude because crude is technically in a downtrend. It's same thing with as the energy stocks, it's kicked up from the lows. But it's still, you know, it's testing the 50-day moving average. So by definition, if it doesn't get over that 50-day moving average and it's still below the 200, you, you still have to kind of think about, hey, maybe something is changing because crude has been kind of slipping here. And if this doesn't get over the 50, then that's another lower high that we're experiencing. So So you can't, I, I don't think that you could be complacent in this group. I do like what's going on in the coal stocks, though. You, you know, you're, you're, you're definitely looking at where the strength is um, in this group. Your BTU, which continues to see a, like a little bit of call buying here and there. Your AMR is very good. And I actually was just looking at a new one, uh, which is ARLP. Um, and I think maybe once this, maybe this trade could be over once they bring back the coal ETF, because once they decommission the coal ETF, these stocks have been absolutely on fire and there's no ETF for them, but you could kind of go through, um, ARLP is something that's now, again, you could use the 50 day moving average as your stop. It's not extended. So I, I like this one. And then my favorite in the group is the, I leave to last, which is the CEIX, um, I think that can run to, to 73. You can see the red line on my chart. Um, so again, that, that's good for a couple dollar move, right And that's right now how we're kind of trading this market is more of the singles and doubles. Harder to get a home run, harder to really you know to really kind of think about things in terms of um, you know, baking, making huge you know, moves to the upside. I think looking for a couple dollars here and there in some short term swing trades uh, works pretty well. So yes, I like the coal group still.
2: All right. Now, uh, what's another area that you're seeing some relative strength that investors might be missing?
5: Well, the, then it then it really gets tough because. Uh, we're just not seeing that many sectors get above their 50-day moving average yet. I mean, it's basically just energy that has retaken the 50-day moving average. There are some areas, so I kind of look for both, you know, um, areas above the 20 and the 50-day moving average, which we don't have yet. So it's a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Um, I kind of like what's going on with some of the some of the international names, for example. Um, so again, I try to bring some some different names that maybe are not. As common as people are looking at, but if you look at something like a CPNG, right? So this is this this is a um, South Korean. Uh, they're more of a, of an online, like marketplace type company, right? So they're back above their 200 day moving average and it's more, it is still a new company. So it's really the first time that the stock is over its 200 day moving average. So I like also simple trades. So for instance, I got long some of this yesterday and my stop is the 200 day moving average. So I know exactly if this is a false move, like we saw back in August, Then I'll I'll back out of it at the 200-day moving average. But let's see if it wants to do something. There's a little bit of volume in there too. Um, Another one too that has gone down pretty decently. Right, this is a software company, I believe, out of Brazil. Is it Brazil? Uh, Which is STNE. It's the first time this is above the 200-day moving average since I think this is June or July of not this year but last year. So. Again, kind of, you know, when you're looking at, um, you know, you know, like stage analysis too, you know, this looks like stage one um, is sideways and maybe it's starting stage two. So, again, you know, a little bit something off the beaten path, but I know exactly where if I were to take a trade, which I'm not long this one yet. But I would use the same thing, the 200-day moving average. Keep it simple, right? Maybe this thing is going to start to do something. We've seen, you know, I've gotten countless questions and I'm sure that you guys do of names that are still going down, right, and haven't fully bottomed yet. Um, I like to see that first move out of the sideways you know so this is normally what happens when a name has been in a big decline sideways for like six months to a year everybody forget about forgets about the name and then it starts to kind of get back into that retracement mode which is like your level two analysis so there's a couple names that i'm looking at
3: Uh, i'll just
2: do one i'll go ahead i
5: was gonna
3: say christian it's so interesting and i know i'm just sitting here listening in the background but the names you're pointing out are the same names Somewhat, as Sean Udall was talking about yesterday, but the same names I'm talking about too, it's like these beaten down low earnings or no earnings names are the ones that actually are perking up here right now, which is so interesting. I mean, it's been a market where they've punished these stocks so much that it's like, it's almost seller exhaustion on a lot of these issues. You know, like the STNE, you know, some of these things have just been just beat up so much that is this just you know the time where it's kind of is all the bad news is priced in on some of these stocks?
4: Yeah, I mean everyone's I, I, out. Everyone's I, out. I,
5: I, yeah, I mean and I think you know it's important to get that confirmation. Right in regards to, you know, how many times have you guys gotten questions about, you know, this uh, software name or that software name that's still going down? Right. So I still don't want any part of the names that haven't kind of confirmed that their bottom is in. And, and again, we don't know that the bottom is in in some of these names. You have to have a stop. You have to think about it in terms. Plan your trade out. Have a stop price because you know they could. There, there's no one. There's no problem. There's no hundred percent probability that says that the low is in in this name. So. You know, it's an eleven dollars stock, but that doesn't mean it's cheap. You know, it does. It just means that hey, maybe it's starting to do something different. Maybe it has bottomed. You know, let's think about a trade here, and let's have your stop price where I know that I'm wrong. Always, I use the technicals to say, hey, this looks good to me, but I want to know where my out is in case my idea is wrong.
3: Right.
4: Christian from Hertz, he's the CEO of Trebecca Trade Group. Uh, joining us here, I'm Benzinga's pre-market pre prep with, uh, some great insight into the markets. Thanks Christian. And, uh, we seem to be speaking to you all the time. I guess you did not take the bike today. Is that, did you walk or no bike
5: today? Uh, yeah, uh, no, I, I, I just went in as normal today because it's been raining and I don't, I don't like to, um, it's the last couple of days. It's actually dried out today. So, um, I just made a split. Yeah. I woke up a little late today. So as if you want to be honest, Christian,
2: (laughs) (laughs) have a good, thanks guys. I appreciate
5: it. A pleasure as always. All right. Uh,
4: I will say that pop that we got there, and the S and P's went to unchanged, and then we stalled out a little bit. So uh, that's what the bulls uh, need to do is uh, conquer that 37.94 this morning. Um, and uh, as I mentioned in the S and P's, and I'm sure you're going to get the same thing in this. Uh, while the spider hasn't traded up to that level yet, I believe. But uh, you know, we get through that high from uh, from Wednesday, and as I said, things things open up on the upside.
2: We did get a fifty dollars uh, sh- super sticker from Sharif, so if you have a question, Ooh, you know, nice. go ahead y- yeah, and ask. Uh... We'll definitely,
3: yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll try to do our best to answer. Uh, lunch, a, a tip,
2: for sure. Yeah, definitely a tip. You can let us know. Yeah. Um, also, I uh, did see some questions asking about Christian's indicators. I threw up his Twitter there uh, in the chat. You guys can go ahead and give him a follow. Give him an ask. I'm sure he'll go ahead and let you know exactly what he uses.
3: I mean, Christian's just impressive, too. I mean, you know, his thought process, his risk management, you know, obviously he posts, you know, his gains losses every month. He's done it for years. He's been a very consistent trader. So, you know, I've I've always respected Christian.
2: 100%. He's one of my favorite follows and probably about uh, very few videos that I watch daily on recaps. One would be Christian. All right. Let's go towards the earning stocks that are out there. Constellation Brands coming in with an EPS of $3.17, beating the $2.81 estimate. Sales at 2.65, beating the 2.51 billion estimate. They lowered their guidance on EPS. Uh, it was set at $11.20 to $11.60 on the high end and uh, versus the estimate that was $11.05. So it looks this- like- it's actually a raise, actually. It's not a lowered
3: It's just not the stock. I mean, they don't have the Grove the peas, not that cheap. I mean, it's these, you know, these stocks that are competing directly with higher cash yields. So I mean it held up though, at least. Well, these are gonna hold up. They're defensive, they're gonna hold up to a certain extent, but I just get scared eventually like a cash substitute. Um yeah. I just don't see this thing blasting off. It's a it's a lower beta stock. It's not going to move around a lot. But there's there's a case where this could eventually be down to two hundred and ten. So I, I I it's not the stock for me.
4: Just been hanging out near the monthly lows for quite a while. You know you've you've had some pops. Um, can't really get anything from the pre market trading. Um, if you're looking at this on the downside, you want a good monthly low, uh, August low, or excuse me, September low. Uh, two twenty eight sixty three. If you're looking for a little, that's five bucks away. I don't know if we'll get that low today off the report.
2: All right, going to McCormick now. They came in with their earnings EPS at sixty nine cents, missing the ninety four cent estimate. Sales at one point six billion, missing the one point seven eight billion estimate. They did reaffirm their full year twenty two guidance.
3: Seller exhaustion here. It's way oversold. It got hit on the last earnings report. Um, you know, we're down from $107 down to 70 and it's typically a lower beta stock too. It's just been a huge move down for MKC. So I think a little bit of a seller exhaustion here. I think if the stock chart was different and I've been, you know, up near highs going into this report, they'd hammer it on it. But, you know, the report is disappointing, but I don't think anybody expected anything else. So that's why it's not getting absolutely crushed. The algos hit it down to 71 on the initial number here but quickly bought back up it's just kind of hanging out they again warned. though this isn't they you warned. Know, they, they, they warned but it's holding up fairly well
4: yeah this was the warning uh this was the warning day and i remember talking about it that day so they took that to heart a little reprieve and then uh moving back up i would just i would if you're looking for some, first things first you got to take out the high from yesterday at uh 7397 uh, your two-day high is above that, seventy seventy-four fifty-four. If you write on change, I don't know, is it bid or offer there, Dennis? I see it, it on it's, change. It's
3: offered, onch. Okay. So just, but, but just be careful. This thing goes green. It could be one of those that, okay, well, all the bad news is out here and you get a hell of a Troy situation. So I'd be cautious shorting on this bad news.
2: All right, now we did get some recession concerns that are coming out there. I'm going to really quickly go towards Ford as they're raising their price here on the F 150 Lightning pickup by 5,000. If you look at the starting price back in May 2021, this was at 39,974. Now the 2023 Lightning Pro model will be at 51,974, up nearly 11% and a 30% increase from that original May pricing.
3: Average person's just not going to be able to buy these cars. (laughs) You're not going to be
2: able to buy it. Let's just be honest. Average person's
3: just not going to be able to buy (laughs) new cars. They're going to get strapped. I mean, this is why I'm very, this is why I sold my Ford and I sold my GM. I owned them last year on the EV story. It all changed when they started jacking rates like this. I mean, that average car payment has just went up enormously here. So there's a reason these stocks have been beat up. They've had a relief rally in the last couple of days, but these are not the stocks that I want because again, you know, like as much as I see, you know, some of these other names turning and I have to respect that from a trading perspective, four and GM are just so, you know, recession prone here yep. that yep. it's like this is like the hardest stocks to to make money in during a recession. So some of these growth names that are really beat up, you know, may bounce back, you know, and may actually hold up better. I just can't bring myself to buy Ford or GM right now cuz I think there's so many people that aren't going to be able to afford these cars.
4: Trying to fill the gap up to 1275 uh, that you had. I believe that's when they gave that mixed warning. So it's hanging up here. It had the big, I believe that was on deliveries, the big up day. So it's hanging out. I'd, I'd be a little concerned if they, they don't get up and fill that gap and you get a weak market. But uh, it's hanging in there for now. So, all right, great great to be back in the ooh, 902 here. I got to hop. Great to be back in the saddle with you, you guys and Dot uh, Triple D i'll check in with you later on today everyone have a great session
2: all right joel's getting on out of here dennis we'll see what happens and i maybe we can talk about it now that joel's gone what do you think about peloton do you think this is really concerned for bankruptcy uh peloton giving out news that uh this came straight from the ceo that it has six months to show it can survive as a standalone company from ceo barry mccarthy uh, according to a report by Wall Street Journal, they did, though, plan to cut 500 jobs, about 12% of its workforce.
3: I think I think Peloton eventually might file for bankruptcy. I mean, it's just hard now. It's down from 180 to 8. I mean, we know when stocks file for bankruptcy, they're a buck or two. Um, if it doesn't go bankrupt, if they find a buyer, if they you know, have a miraculous recovery here, You know, the risk-reward might not set up here. I mean, it's just 8 bucks here now. It's hard. You know, it's been the short the whole time, but I mean, you know, yeah, I could go eight to two if it goes bankrupt, maybe, but I'm not betting on that you know, imminently here. So I think just the easy money's already been made on the short side here.
2: Hey, at least you've been right so far. <laughs> it definitely had that ugly turnaround. I mean, what was the high in Peloton? Man,
3: 171.09? It just none 109? of it sense. Holy moly. None of it makes sense. It never Man. made sense. It, it was then, a monster. You know, it. It, it's about valuation. You know, at a certain point in time, it's like everybody's not going to buy one of these bikes. And, you know, the, yeah, they had a cool business model. It worked really well during the pandemic when everybody's staying home, they're buying Pelotons and they're all backed up. But that time has passed. So I, I do think the company could eventually go bankrupt, but I'm not going to call the path to get there because I'm short squeezes before then. It's not going to be an easy ride from eight to like one or two. And again, people think bankrupt equals zero. It typically doesn't. It's usually one or two. So the ride from eight to one or two, punfully intended, might be a rough one.
2: All right, I'll let you go ahead and get on out of here. You have a great day, Dennis. Take care and uh, we'll see you again tomorrow. Keep battling it out there like always. Um, Last thing I want to leave off with is, of course, uh, I've been talking about what's been going on in our live trading stream yesterday. The stock of the day for me was MRO. We got in at a nice little push after, of course, the 1030 number came out. We started pushing into this OPEC coming out, and it was a nice day for MRO there. Um, so we'll see what happens today. Will oil continue kind of pushing on up? Will we kind of trade some different stocks? Will we get into some coal plays? Or maybe we finally start seeing the utilities start turning around? Those have been really get, hitting hard. Um, if you look at the daily chart, this is just falling off the tape. Will they bounce back today? come find out on live trading. We got Lord Ryan. Of course, I will be there and we'll see what happens in the trading action. Like always, hit the like if you guys appreciated pre-market preps today. Of course, we had Christian Fromhurt. So if you missed that, definitely check out the founder and CEO of Trebecca Trading Group. Always a pleasure to have him on. And we went over a lot of the topics today. We couldn't touch it all. So if you guys want to definitely catch up with us, Stay tuned with live trading. I'll make sure to get on over with the Costco news that I left out. And we also got some other analyst ratings on out there. Wells Fargo coming out with one on Silvergate. Goldman, one on Steel Dynamics. We got a lot to talk about on live trading. So come on over and we'll continue the action in the live trading stream. We'll see you next time right here on Pre-Market Prep.